Okay, we're back for part two. Mm, that's good. So now that we know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, that there is actually for a believer who has the Holy Spirit, there is an experience that we can have, which is called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is an empowerment for ministry. So how do we receive that? Um, this is important as we talk about spiritual gifts. So our spiritual gifts are really the manifestation in specific ways of the Holy Spirit in and through us. So first what we have to understand is if we know that there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit, what do we do? Well, the first thing it's as simple as asking. In Luke chapter 11, verse 13, it says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So first of all, if you're hungering and thirsting um, for God and for more love and to have more of a servant's heart and to have more joy and peace and just want to be overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit, then the first thing is to ask, ask for it. Say, Lord, give me everything that you have. In 1 Corinthians chapter um, 12 and 13, it says that we're to earnestly desire all the gifts that he has available. So as we yearn for more of God, pray that the Holy Spirit would come and God would give you that empowerment. But as we ask, then the next thing is we have to obey. So we can't ask and then not obey. That's the key is that we ask. And then as the Lord leads us now, we're walking in obedience. And as we're walking in obedience, then the third part is to we're to walk by faith, trusting in the Lord. So how do we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? We ask and then we believe that we receive and then we obey God's word and God's leading in our life. And I want to caution you about two things. One, we have to be careful not to quench the spirit. And that's when we're walking in disobedience or we're walking in our own will or our own way. First Thessalonians 5.19. And we're not to grieve the Holy Spirit, which is when we have have uh, bad relationships with other people or um, gossiping about them or not being forgiving. Well, that's actually grieving the Holy Spirit. We won't experience the full power of the Holy Spirit until we re repent of those things and we're right with God. So now that we've asked for the Holy Spirit, we're walking in obedience to him or trusting and believing by faith that he's going to powerfully work through our life. Then now exactly what are spiritual gifts? So in Second Timothy chapter one, verse six, it says, therefore, I remind you. To stir up the gift, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. In other words, Paul is telling Timothy that you have a spiritual gift and you need to stir it up. That means you need to exercise it. It should not be laying dormant. Every believer has a spiritual gift and we must be using that. It says in verse seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. And so that was the, the reason he should stir up, stir up the gift because God's given us not a spirit of fear. So a lot of times we don't exercise our gift because we're afraid. And we don't understand that God has this power that he wants to work through us 
to be a blessing. So, so spiritual gifts, what exactly are there? They're listed in 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, and Ephesians 4. We're not going to go through all of those, but you can look at those. But in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says this. As each one has received a gift, speaking of spiritual gifts, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So what Peter is saying and exhorting is that these spiritual gifts that every believer has, that it is a mandatory requirement that we are exhorted to use them to minister to one another And he says that we're actually stewards or caretakers of the manifold grace of God. So what is it? What is the spiritual gift? Well, think about the 100 percent grace of God. Only Jesus contains all that. But as believers, he's given different distributions of those gifts to all different believers. So every believer has their own unique gift mixture Only you have that unique gift mixture. And that's why he says the manifold grace. So the 100% grace of God that is contained in Jesus Christ, he then distributes all of those. Not one person can contain all of it, but we all have aspects of it and it's mixed in us in a unique way. And we're to be good stewards over that. That means we're to actually use those gifts if we're not. Being a good steward, we're not using that gift. So we're to take care of these gifts by actually using them. And these gifts are gifts of grace. Now, if we think about it, we say, well, how do we we know that the Holy Spirit is actually working in us and is not, you know, dead or silent or dormant, but is actually active? Well, The fruit of the Spirit. So the way we know that the Holy Spirit is working powerfully in our life, first and foremost, is that we are overwhelmed by the love of God. And then second second of all, as we're overwhelmed by the love of God, we can't but help but share the love of God, that overwhelming love of God. We want to share it with people. So that's how we know that the Holy Spirit is working in our life powerfully and how we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's primarily the love of God. So if that's not happening in our life, that's what we need, where we need to start. We need to pray that God would overwhelm us with his love, that he would um, work his love in our heart. And we'd have a desire to exercise that love to other people. And that's actually just what our gift is. It's the love of God in our heart and Our strong desire to want to love people with the love of God. That's what a spiritual gift really is. And so what is the spiritual gift actually for? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says there's diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit working uniquely through all these different people in diverse ways. He says there are differences of ministries. But the same Lord and there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. And so that's what the gift of the spirit spirit are. That's what spiritual gifts are. I should say it's God uniquely working in a person's life 
to overwhelm them with his love and that love then to be poured out through them towards other people. So what are those gifts for? The second thing I want to talk about, those gifts are primarily to actually build up the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7, it says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So within the church body, God has given each one a spiritual gift and our exercising of those gifts builds up the body of Christ profits everybody in the body of Christ. And this also suggests that if we're not exercising our spiritual gift, not only are we hurting ourselves, but we're hurting the whole body of Christ. It's very selfish not to exercise our gift because it hurts the whole body. And so what are our gifts for? To profit, to build up the whole body, number one. Number two, to bear spiritual fruit. That through the work of the Spirit on our life, we will bear fruit, in spiritual fruit in the body and in our own life. And then number three, it's to glorify Jesus Christ. We can't do that unless it's the Holy Spirit bearing fruit for, through our life. So John 15, 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. And so that's a little snippet of what spiritual gifts are are about how to use them and how vitally important it is for your own walk and for the building up of the body of Christ that you exercise and stir up those gifts. Okay, so we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We talked about the exercising or stirring up of the gift of the Spirit. Uh, just want to reiterate and read for you one more time. That First uh, Peter chapter four verse ten, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So what I want to finish on is, in regards to spiritual gifts, what do I do now? How do I use them? I heard you say that we're to stir up our gifts. I heard you say that we have the gifts. I heard you say that we have been given the opportunity to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, so what do I do now? Okay, so that's one of what I want to finish off with. Number one, start. So when Jesus healed the paralytic man, he said, take up your bed and walk. So it starts by doing something. So do something. So pray with people. Uh, share scripture with people help out at church just start doing something we have ministries at church that you can be a part of so just start doing something and you may say well I don't know exactly what my spiritual gift is well every believer has the gift of being a servant so be a servant first of all as you start doing things what you'll notice is there are things you really enjoy doing Things you really love. So that's probably going to be your spiritual gift. So you'll have kind of a, a inclination or a leaning or a bent towards something. You just really get excited about doing something. Um, so start doing that. So start doing the things that you really enjoy doing. And I encourage you to go back to those lists of spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, and Ephesians 4. You'll find them in there. 
But you, you probably already know there are certain things you, you really like to do um, in regards to spiritual activity. Um, and especially spiritual activity as it's geared towards other people. Um, so do those. Start doing those and you'll find things that you really start to love. And then what you'll notice is as you start serving and as you start, as you begin, I encourage you just to do as much as you can. And then as you serve generally, things will narrow down more specifically as to what your spiritual, specific spiritual gifts are. So when you get into serving and, and um, you're starting to really enjoy certain things and certain aspects and experience uh, power in certain areas, then what happens is there seems to be parts of your life where you're bearing fruit. It's just like spiritual fruit starts to come. It's like, in other words, like something's working. You know, when you go and um, share a scripture with somebody, just they seem to light up or they seem to connect or you seem to have just a, a specific word for them. Well, try to share scriptures more with people. And that may lead into teaching in children's church or teaching in middle school or different aspects of teaching in ministry and women's ministry and things like that. Um, you may like to come alongside people. You may like to encourage those leaders. You may like to just come alongside and help them in any way possible. So wherever you're bearing fruit, that's probably a good indication of where your specific giftedness is. And then the last thing I would say is uh, what do other people say or notice about you? Do they, do they um, say well, that what you said that really ministered to me? You seem to really apply that scripture really well or man you really encourage me when you when you talk and when we talk i really feel encouraged and blessed or or maybe you're administratively oriented and you you take administration issues from people and you help them or you just start doing things like that it just seems like it's really uh something that's helping people and bearing fruit um, within the ministry so those four things i would encourage you start do what you love do what seems to be bearing fruit. And then finally, what do others notice or comment or say about you? So I'm excited because as we understand the Holy Spirit and the working of the Holy Spirit, and we get our whole church on board with serving and being empowered by the Holy Spirit, we will be a church like God wants us to be, fully and completely glorifying Him. So God bless you guys. Have a good rest of the day. And we will talk to you soon.